Ceramics are everywhere in today's world, but who are the scientists and engineers who work with such materials? Now is your chance to meet them here on Ceramic Tech Chat. I'm Eileen DeGeer, and this is Ceramic Tech Chat. Transmission electron microscopy, or TEM, is a well-established and widely used technique for characterizing materials. Since TEM and scanning TEM were developed in the 1930s, the basic technologies have not changed for many decades, until around the turn of the century when aberration-corrected STEM instruments were developed. Now, the resolution capabilities of STEM instruments are beyond what many people may realize. Not so many people know how advanced electromicroscopy is developed. We can now directly observe the single atoms. We can directly observe the hydrogen columns, lithium columns, if you are studying a lithium ion battery crystals. That's Yuichi Ikuhara, Professor of Engineering Innovation at the University of Tokyo. Yuichi specializes in using transmission electron microscopy to study grain boundaries and interfaces in ceramic materials and understand how structure affects mechanical and electrical properties. How does someone in Japan, a country that traditionally focuses on more applied research, end up specializing in a basic research field? And what will the recent advances in TEM resolution capabilities mean for the future of microscopy researchers like Yuichi? Like many guests on our show, Yuichi's interest in science started before college. However, ceramics were not the material he originally specialized in when starting his material science journey. When I was a senior high school student, I liked physics, mathematics, particularly I liked physics. So then I, I considered to go to the physics department or engineering department. But at that time, uh, my parents suggested me to go to the engineering because it's easy to get a good job if you got to do the physics. At that time, it's uh, very difficult. I selected the engineering department and particularly I prefer very basic science, then I think the metallurgy or applied physics and uh, some electric engineering is uh, very basic science, then I selected uh, material science at that time, metallurgy at that time. So anyway, I, I prefer the very basic science since I was a, a senior high school student. Okay. So from about the time you were a teenager, mm-hmm. you knew that you liked to answer basic fundamental questions. Very interesting. And how did you get interested in studying ceramic materials? Yes, yes, yes. that's an interesting question. (laughs) So my major was metallurgy when I was an undergraduate student. And at that time, I was very interested in the physical metallurgy. Then I have learned the dislocation theory, creep phenomena, uh, green boundary structures, high temperature plastic deformation, and so forth in metal. But my PhD thesis was related to silicon nitride, silicon carbide. Then I applied this knowledge to understand silicon nitride, the silicon carbide phenomena. So then I joined the Japan Fine Ceramics Center after I obtained a PhD degree. 
Then I focused on ceramics research. I applied my metallurgical knowledge to research a ceramics field. This was very useful because I think metal and ceramics are not so different from the viewpoint of atom and electrons. So just the chemical bonding is different. Then I apply the similar approach to understand ceramics. Then in my field, metal, ceramics, not so big difference. So then I'm focusing on ceramics materials. Okay. All right. At one point, spent some time in the United States as a research professor. So can you tell me a little bit about the importance of having international collaborations on your career? Yes, uh, international collaboration, because when I was young, almost 27 or 28 years ago, I joined the Case Western Reserve University, Department of Material Science, and I worked as a professor as a lawyer, and it was a very good experience for me. I learned a lot from them about very uh, basic science. So at that time, uh, Japan is, how can I say, the research approach is more application. But I feel that in the United States, particularly as the people in the case Western Reserve University, ceramics group, studied a very basic science. So I learned a lot. And for me, this was a very good opportunity to learn such research approach. So I think the international collaboration is therefore very important. Now, we have several foreign people from outside, and we educated such people to approach from the basic science. But the problem is, uh, how can I say, as you know, the discussion, this also is very important. Because when I was in, uh, I live in the United States, I can speak English more fluently, but now <laughs> I don't use, <laughs> I do this for this time, so COVID-19, I didn't use English for almost one year. Oh, you're uh, doing great. Yeah. <laughs> right. Does your entire group focus on microstructure and electron microscopy yes. studies? Okay. So yeah. how did you get interested in electron microscopy and the study of microstructure? As you know, so the mechanical properties, uh, functional properties of ceramics strongly dependent on the microstructures. Particularly, grain boundary interface is very important. Therefore, we needed to characterize the grain boundary structures with an atomic scale in order to obtain the guideline to design good property materials. That's the reason I'm uh, focusing on transmission electron microscopy characterization to investigate the nature of microstructures. And how have the TEM tools changed over the course of your career? Do we have better tools for TEM than we used to have? And how has that impacted the kind of research you're able to do? Yes. Previously, uh, we are studying uh, conventional transmission microscopy. So we can observe the microstructure, but uh, not so uh, high resolution. But in this century, we have a very big revolution. That is spherical, spherical aberration corrected scanning transmission electron microscopy. This is a very powerful technique. And the resolution of CS stem is now less than one long strong. 
actually we have a very high high spatial resolution less than 0.5 angstrom. This means that you can even observe the hydrogen columns or lithium columns in the materials. So this is a very big revolution. Then this is a turning point uh, of transmission electromicroscopy. And now if you use this uh, microscopes, you can reveal the many unknown phenomena which has been in the black box for a long time. So this is a very big step of transmission microscopy and I'm applying this TM technique to reveal the many unknown phenomena in ceramics field. Okay, so the next step, you know, being able to see what is there and characterize the grain Mm -hmm. boundary kind of leads to the next idea of, can we control the grain boundary? Yes. And can we engineer activities at the grain boundary. Do you see a day when we'll be able to engineer grain boundary structure and maybe engineer dopant segregation for certain functionality? Yeah, I think that's a that's a main a purpose we are doing this kind of research. So so far, in order to improve the properties of ceramics, we dope various type of dopants to improve the mechanical properties or function properties. But mostly, uh, this method is on empirical method. But now we have uh, some very advanced tools. Now we can directly observe the segregation sites at the grain boundaries. And in addition, theoretical calculations field is also developed a lot. Then we can combine such data and theoretical calculation to understand the nature or mechanism of the properties. Then if you understand what kind of dopant is very effective to improve the properties, we can select the dopants reasonably. So I think that then comparing with empirical approach, such kind of circular approach is very powerful to design materials. And what kinds of materials are you looking at? I'm studying the very basic science. Therefore, I prefer the alumina zirconia, zinc oxide, magnesium oxide, very simple materials. This is because these very simple materials become a very well-defined model systems. Then we fabricated uh, many type of grain boundaries by using these crystals and uh, systematically characterize the nature of grain boundary atomic structures and chemistry, chemical bonding of the grain boundaries. Okay. Do you think some of your work would eventually carry over to non-oxide materials, like silicon nitride or boron carbide? I previously studied silicon nitride, silicon carbide, and non-oxide material. So advanced TEM approach can also apply this kind of materials. For example, silicon nitride, uh, many people know there is IGF, internal glass films, is existed. But this amorphous film, previously, uh, we don't know the composition of such very narrow amorphous films regions. But if you can apply this technique, you can determine the elemental distribution inside the very narrow amorphous films. So this is also very important information to design silicon nitride materials. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Do you ever look at grain boundaries of dissimilar materials? So maybe a zirconia against alumina? 
Yeah, we also uh, studied uh, several types of heterointerfaces, particularly the metal ceramics interfaces. This is also very traditional or conventional topics, but we also fabricate the joining metal and ceramics. And also the different ceramics is also important to understand the heterointerface structures. Right, because materials are used in combinations That's right. uh, in That's systems, right? right? Yeah. So we, we need to understand how they interact with each other. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The Basic Science Division of the American Ceramic Society is dedicated to the development of ceramic science underlying present and future applications of ceramics. The division co-organized the Electronic Materials and Applications Meeting and also organizes symposia at the ACERS Annual Meeting at MSNT. Learn more about the Basic Science Division at ceramics.org slash basic science division. Though Yuichi focuses on basic research, the knowledge he gains is useful for immediate real-world applications. Many industrial people are interested in my work. And I'm collaborating with the industrial people a lot. Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. the industrial people want to know knowledge of very basic science. Mm-hmm. They are very good at making uh, commercial-like ceramics, but now the, such approach is almost saturated. Then to the next step, they want to know the very basic approach. So this combination is very important. Is there a particular segment of industry that is interested, for example, is interest coming mostly from the electronics industry or automotive? I think uh, electronics also, and the particular structural materials. Very simple structure materials, Zirconia company, Alumina company. There are many such companies in, in Japan. But uh, they want to further improve the alumina properties. They want to further improve the properties of zirconia. Such companies send the people to my laboratory to study uh, such basic. Then not only electric field, electronic ceramics field, structural ceramics, very traditional field also needs such basic science knowledge, I think. Great. What advice would you give to somebody young who was thinking about a career in microscopy? Young people? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I always educate how microscopy, how advanced microscopy is very useful to research. But we first should know materials, materials science, not only transmission microscopy. Then I think the combination of microscopy and the material science, this is very powerful. So uh, we have uh, many people who is in the microscopy field, particularly in the physics department. They are not interested in the materials. They just observe the silicon always. That's uh, not so good. So I always push the student to combine electromicroscopy and material science, ceramics, to understand the properties of materials. This combination is very important. I, I always educate like that. Okay. So you've been a member of the American Ceramic Society for quite a long time, and you are a fellow. So can you tell me how being a member has contributed to your career? I often attend annual meeting of American Ceramic Society. So that was very useful for me to study the new topics, a new trend 
of the slang fields. So particularly, I remember that General American Ceramic Society previously have a special issue of science of alumina. You remember? This is a very yes. long time ago. I think Peter Ragedo first proposed this idea. But this was very impressive. They organized the conference of science of alumina. I also attended that conference that was supported by American Ceramic Society. That was very and very useful for me to consider the, my future studies. So then American Ceramic Society contributed a lot to my research career. Yeah. Where do you see the field of microscopy going in the future? Now I think that we have very big devolution in this century. As I told you, ablation collect stem as a spatial resolution is now less than one and strong. You can even see the one, one single atoms. You can even see the hydrogen crown, lithium crowns, very powerful technique. But the next step is to, we can observe the inside atoms. Now our group is doing this. If you can obtain the very fine electron probe, less than 0.5 angstrom, 0.5 angstrom is uh, smaller than atom diameters. Then we scan the atoms by using these fine probes. And uh, this probe is a little deflected because of charge inside atoms. We can image this. Then, for example, we can map the atomic electric field. And uh, I think in the future, we can observe the electron cloud, chemical bonding directly by using this very advanced scanning transmission microscopy. This is the next features. Then electric field or magnetic field also will be observed in atomic scale. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Even as scientists develop new techniques and processes to characterize and synthesize materials, Sometimes the best option is improving the methods we already have. I'm Eileen DeGeer, and this is Ceramic Tech Chat. Visit our website at ceramics.org for this episode's show notes and to learn more about Yuichi Ikuhara and his microscopy research. Ceramic Tech Chat is produced by Lisa McDonald and copyrighted by the American Ceramic Society. Until next time, I'm Eileen DeGeer and thank you for joining us.